Hi guys, I'm Malachi. This is Leonard. And I'm Alyssa. And we want to tell you something. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We are going to have all of those by taking a little break. Yeah. But don't worry, we don't want you to miss out on some content. In December, we're going to be releasing podcasts, but they're going to be re-releases these are the best episodes and so gives you our listeners a great opportunity to listen to another great episode even if you've listened to it before it'll be a good refresher and it's also a great opportunity for you to tell other people about the podcast because you can be sure that the first few episodes that they'll listen to will be great episodes because they're some of our best i just wanted to tell you good job Listening to our podcast. Yes, thank you. And if you want to be more help, then just tell other people about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Because the more you know, the The more more you grow. Malachi, Alyssa, and Leonard. Out. Happy holidays. Dada, I feel like I'm not good at anything. I think you're good at lots of things. Like what? What am I good at? That is a good question. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Understand life. This is the Understand Life podcast where we are helping you turn life into lessons. I'm your host, Leonard Neiman, and with me today we have... Alyssa Neiman. And... Malachi Neiman. And we have a special guest today... I'm Kelly Kelly Neiman Neiman. Anderson! That's my sister, Kelly. Hi. And she is joining us today. And today we are going to be talking about strengths, and specifically Clifton strengths, or used to be called Strengths Finder. This is part two. If you missed part one, then here's a quick recap on what we covered there, and we'll go right from the recap into what we're talking about this week. Have you ever heard about strengths? No. Yes. Okay, what have you heard about them, Melissa? That my parents talk about. Your parents talk about <laughs> strengths. Do you ever hear about weaknesses? Yes. Yeah. Like, like this guy, Superman. Like Superman has a weakness? Superman has a weakness in its kryptonite. You're right. He just can't overcome it, right? But what are some of Superman's strengths? That he has laser eyes. He can fly. For sure. He has super strength. He has lots of things. This is a really good example. What would happen if Superman spent most of his day trying to overcome kryptonite? He would save anyone. What would happen if Superman used his strengths most of the day, Alyssa? He would save lots of people. So the point behind this Clifton Strengths Finder is that a lot of us waste a lot of time focusing on our weaknesses instead of working from our strengths. Are there some things at school that you're better at than other things? Yes. Math. Science. What's something that you're not as strong in? History. Social studies. So what if your teacher said, you can't learn any more math until you're as good in history as you are in math? I would hate it. And what if your teacher said, you don't get to have any more science until you get really good in social studies? What would you think? Boo. What if instead your teacher said, hey, you're good at science. Here's some extra science you could do at home. What would you think? Ah, ah, ah. That's basically how Strengths Finder works. There is an actual test. Okay, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. There is a cost to take the official Strengths Finder test. When you buy one of the books, like there's Strengths Finder 2.0, 
or the book that I had was called Living Your Strengths. There is a code to take the strengths test online in the book. So if you are interested in taking the test, you may want to think about just buying a book instead. So the way the test works is that they will actually create a full list of what is your top to bottom strength. Uh-huh. But people generally focus on their top five. Those are the top five strengths that you, you look at. There's right? 34 strengths. Yeah, which is a lot. In this podcast, we're not going to be able to go in depth into each of them because that would take longer than we're going to make this podcast. But we will try to go over each of them super quickly. For those of you listening, if we don't cover one of your strengths, then I'm sorry. Feel free to reach out to us. There's a couple ways you can do that. You can go to our website at leonardneeman.com slash podcast, or you can get redirected there from understandlifepodcast.com. Also, you can go to our Patreon page and become a patron, and we really pay attention to anybody that messages us on our Patreon page. We will give a very detailed response there. If you become a patron of ours, we really appreciate it, and we try to engage with our patrons a lot. You can get there by going to... P-A-T r-e-o-n dot com slash all one word understand life strengths finder is actually really countercultural in the united states because have you guys ever heard someone say you can be anything you want to be yeah have you ever heard someone say you can do anything you want to do yeah yes what if you wanted to fly that's not possible does that mean that they're like a huge failure no no they could be really good at something else right you can be essentially whatever you want in quotes as far as like a profession goes because most professions have lots of nuances to how you can be that profession like a scientist is a great example there's some scientists that work in a lab by themselves all day and they dig really deep into a very specific thing there's other scientists that do a lot of research and so they have to do a lot of reading but they're not in an actual lab There's other scientists that go out and do research by doing interaction with people and gathering data from people. But if you want to be a scientist, then you can find a path that will get you to that. But the point of StrengthsFinder is to use the skills that you are good at in order to get to that point, rather than to focus on the thing that you're not as good at. Right. There's 34 strengths, but one of the exciting things is that the Strength Finder actually organized them into four different domains. And one of the things I found is that a lot of families, student groups, organizations, businesses, often tend to lean towards one particular set of strengths. They think that's the one that's really gonna make their organization successful. And the reality is that strengths are designed to work together. So you need an even balance on your team. Different roles have different kinds. This is a lot like the four types in quadrant theory that we've talked about before. They don't match up exactly, but they are pretty similar. One of the main differences is that for a Clifton Strengths Finder, they assume that everyone can be a leader in their own realm. So the leadership quadrant gets spread out amongst the four. The idea being that you can be the leader even if you're the lowest in the hierarchy of your organization because you're still leading in something. All right. What are some strengths that you bring to the family? I don't know. Nothing. That's not true. That's not true. That's what we talked about at the beginning. So let's go through these, all of these, and you say if you think that might be one of yours. Does that work? So relationship building, influencing, executing, and strategy are the four key areas of leadership according to this org. So one group of strengths is relationship building. So relationship building is close to which quadrant? Number two. That includes things like communication, empathy, harmony, inclusion, individualization, relator, and responsibility. So the relationship builders are the glue that hold the team together. 
Guess what? Your mom is really strong in this area. Your mom has things called empathy and harmony. Empathy. You can sense the emotions. You understand people. You hear their unvoiced question, anticipate their needs. Empathy means that she senses the emotions of people around. And harmony means that she looks for areas of agreement. When others start to argue, you steer clear of the debate. Trying to find something on which you all agree. Can you think of ways in which your mom is a relationship builder or she focuses on empathy or harmony in your family? Yeah. You can? Can you share it? She doesn't like when me and Alyssa fight. She really doesn't like it when you fight, right? What does she do when you guys are fighting? She's like, okay, spit it up. You two go to your room. She won't let you just fight it out. She doesn't want you to just compete for the biggest winner yeah. or the biggest loser. She's not a fan of that. No. 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 Your mom definitely is a relationship builder. They're definitely the glue that holds the team together. Relationship building. That includes communication. Shin, that's me. You like to talk a lot. Includer is instinctively accepting persons. Rests on the fundamental idea that we're all the same. Alyssa, we've talked about that what you really care about in a friend is that there's someone that's going to accept new friends and want everybody to get along. I think that you're an includer. When we've talked in the past, you've expressed that not excluding other people, that was really important to you. So yeah. in- you includers actively be- avoid groups that exclude others. You might be an includer. Maybe not. Maybe a little bit. Individualization. That's where you hear the one-of-a-kind stories in each person's life, and you actually hate these kinds of processes because you believe that every single person is an individual, that they can't be clumped together. Clearly, we're not that because we're doing this podcast. (laughs) Relator is comfortable with intimacy. They want a lot of close relationships. You like to meet new people. You want genuine relationships. Responsibility is psychological ownership. Your mom has this. When assigning new responsibilities, people look to you first. There's another group of strengths. Influencing is where you're strong, Len, in competition. Influencing includes things like command. You're taking charge. You are okay with imposing your views on others. Some people call you opinionated, but you are always going to present the facts of the truth, even if they're unpleasant. You like people to be honest. Does that sound like anybody? Command means you take charge. Once your opinion is formed, you have got to share it with others. You are compelled to present the facts of the truth, no matter how unpleasant they may be. Did we just talk about that? That when somebody said something... No, it's not a bad thing. This is a strength. But didn't we talk about how when someone says something and you think that that is not perfectly correct, that you have this, like, desire to share with everyone... That that is not quite right. Yes. Yes. For sure. That's you. I think you're definitely command. Competition. That's Leonard. He likes to win. Yeah. Are you competitive? Yeah. I'm a little competitive. You're a little competitive too. Both you guys are a little competitive. I don't know if it's quite up to where it's one of your top five, but I think it's, it's up there on both of you. Developer, you see the potential in others. No individual is fully formed. You're always coming up with new experiences to stretch other people. You want to see potential being realized. I want to be a developer, but I'm not. Maximizer is where you want to be the absolute best. Maximizer is like perfectionist. Once you find a strength, you want to nurture it and make it perfect. Positivity, generous with praise, quick to smile, always on the lookout for the positive. You find a way to lighten everyone's spirit and you bring a lot of drama to every project. 
don't know. Not me. Not you. <laughs> Positivity is always making sure people are thinking positively. And something called woo. Woo is when you really want to influence the environment to be fun. Is I it like, like woo-hoo? It's like woo-hoo. It's like woo-hoo. It's yeah. actually, so woo stands for winning others over. For winning others over, you enjoy the challenge of meeting new people and getting them to like you. Rarely at a loss for words and derive satisfaction from making connections and breaking the ice. You know who's a great example of this is Aunt Jessica. She is just the kind of person who's really good at walking up to somebody and being like, hey, why don't you be my friend and let's go do this thing, right? Like, you're good at that too? That's Uh, great. Okay. Winning others over is a strength that a lot of people undervalue, but is actually like super valuable because someone who can win others over is able to convince other people to do whatever it is that needs to get done. And that is a really important thing, isn't it? To get the team or to get even a single person in the direction they need to go. Does that seem pretty important? So a lot of times the influencers are not the leaders in your group, but they're there. So for example, I work in churches. Your influencer is the person that everyone at church listens to, even though they're not on council, they're not on staff. (laughs) If that influencer in your congregation is not on board, nothing happens. So sometimes your influencer is a really nice person. In my case, at one of my churches, I have this sweet little old lady who's a woo person. She will win everyone over all the time. She will walk up to people and say, here's the deal. We just need to be on this side to do this. And they will listen to her. And so I love having her. So it's really great for me to make sure that I've got the right kind of woo and maximizer on my side. The influencing category is the one that I was going to call kind of like a one in our quadrant theory. In our quadrant theory, we talked about ones are all about fun and relationships like fun relationships and woo is like a one thing in our quadrant theory and they put it in the influencing category executing is when they work tirelessly to get something done that's things like achiever activator adaptability belief discipline focus restorative self-assurance and significance traditionally this level was what people thought ceos and leaders of organizations should have because they're the ones that want to accomplish things they want to get things done they have a lot of discipline and focus very self-assured in what they're doing they want to be important they believe that what they're doing in that organization is important and they're going to focus on it the struggle is that executors by themselves are not going to get anything done because they're not bothering to work with anyone else they're not bothering to influence anything else, and they can't think about the future because they're so focused on the current thing. So traditional executives, especially male executives, were really in this category, and we're learning now that in collaborative leadership, these folks are the best when they have teammates working with them. Right, which so, makes sense. Which right. makes total sense, right? That and, is the big takeaway for the whole Strengths Finder: is that teams are best when you have a mix of different strengths, right? right. So a mix in categories, so you have... Multiple people that are near the top of the organization that can offset each other's categories. The achiever is constantly needing to achieve something. You want to feel good about yourself and you want to do things. Activator is impatient. They want action. They want to make decisions and do it right away. That's me. Adaptability. These folks are flexible. You live in the moment. You want to respond to things that are happening. You want to change quickly. No. Okay. That's definitely not Alyssa. No. No. 
Belief is when you have a really strong faith in something that gives you meaning and satisfaction. So belief is when you are family oriented, altruistic, spiritual, responsible, ethical. You will do things that connect to your strong belief. So here's the thing. I'm a pastor and belief is not one of my top ones. So a lot of people have faith and family orientation. Belief basically means you're not interested in doing something unless it connects to your strong belief. Discipline. Your mama has this. The world needs to be predictable, ordered, and planned. You want structure in your world. You need routines. You can help people understand. You dislike surprises. You're impatient with errors. Focus. You're impatient with delays and obstacles because you really need to know where you're going. Restorative likes to solve problems. You especially want to solve, like, people. People have issues then a restorative person wants to get that person back to being awesome, right? Yeah. For them to be healthy or happy. Or this can be like a surgeon is one of these. Self-assurance is self-confidence. You know a lot about yourself and you're okay with yourself. You believe that you are like really awesome. I've listened to a whole podcast on the difference between self-confidence and self-assurance. Mm-hmm. So self-confidence is where you believe that this is correct. You are sure that what you know is not, you, is right and that is awesome. Whereas self-assurance is like self-esteem. I am awesome as a person. Right? So assurance esteem. actually kind of blends both of those together a little bit between sure. confidence and esteem. There's a little bit of a difference. There we go. Esteem. 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 Significance is where you want other people to notice that you're important. Where your life is filled with goals, achievements, or qualifications because you want other people to know your name. You feel a need to be admired as a credible, professional, successful person. I think that might be Malachi. Do you like to be admired? Do you like it when people think that you're awesome? Do you like to to get the praise of, like, Mm -hmm. you're amazing? Performs best when your performance is visible. Your reputation is important to you. You want to determine your own tasks and actions. Don't micromanage me. Like, let me to be myself. This is pretty high on Dada's list, too. It's up probably in the next five. Executing is one category that your mom has. Can you think of a time when your mom worked really, really hard to get something done? Yes. Yeah. Like, what are some things that your mom does? Like, she works. She works really hard to get your birthday done? What kind of things does she do? Decorations. Your mom does a lot of decorations? Wrapping presents. Oh, she does wrap a lot of presents. That's something that your mom does. She puts a lot of time into things that are important to her, like you guys. She puts a lot of time into you guys, for sure. And then strategic thinking is where I have a lot of things. That's where I'm always trying to get us to do things in the future. So strategic thinking has a lot of the strengths from this category in, and I think it's because they're similar. There's a lot of similarities between them, but they have analytical, arranger, connectedness, consistency, Context, deliberative, futuristic, ideation, input, intellection, learner, and strategic. So that strategic thinker one is closest to type three in the quadrant theory that we talk about. It's not exactly perfect, but it's pretty close to type three. Analytical. Are you analytical? I am analytical. Analytical is saying, prove it. Show me why your idea is right. That's definitely Leonard. <laughs> we are thinking that Alyssa got that from Leonard. Maybe. Is, is that it? you, Alyssa? That's definitely me. That's you. You like to look for patterns and data. Okay. A ranger is very flexible and always looking for the perfect organization. They like 
A lot of jumping into confusion, devising new options, hunting for paths. That's kind of a little bit of what I do. I like to do that. A ranger was not one of my top five, and I didn't pay extra to get the full list. Uh, <laughs> but I think a ranger is probably not that far down the list, but I use my strategic and analytical ability a lot of times to kind of make things fit, right? Am I good at making things fit in the trunk? Yes. And I like to do that at work, too, to try and figure out, here's the system, and let's make the system better so that it flows better. I love making systems. Connectedness is where you believe that everything happens for a reason, and you need to figure out how this is connected to something else. I don't think any of us are that. Mm -mm. Consistency means you need balance. You need predictability. You believe that people function best where the rules are clear and applied to everyone equally. An environment where people know what is expected. It's predictable and even-handed. That's not you, but... Could be you, maybe. You not don't sure. think so? She might, be more, she might be more Gosh. command than consistent. Balance is important to you. You are keenly aware of the need to treat people the same. You don't want to see the scales tip too far in one person's behavior. You don't want anyone to have an unfair advantage. You believe that people function best in a consistent environment where the rules are clear and apply to everyone equally. Where people know what is expected. That's probably no. me. That, yeah, I agree. That's Mimi. I think that, I think that you Alyssa's have a little more, bit. But she's not, more command. Yeah, more command. And Mimi's more consistency. I agree. They don't want anyone to have an unfair advantage. Right. Yeah. They want things to be equal all the time to everybody. Does Mimi do that with you and Malachi? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. like, she did that for me and Leonard, too. <laughs> Context thinks back a lot. Takes them a long time to orient themselves because they have to find where things happening now fit into the past. I don't think that's any of us. No. Deliberative are careful, vigilant, private. Everything is unpredictable and they need to avoid the risks. Life is a minefield and you choose to be not reckless. You are deliberative and careful. Mm-mm. No, no. Careful? I mean, you're a little careful. Mm-mm. Do you think no, I'm so? not. I'm not. But not you? that deliberative, I don't think. No, it's definitely not you, Malachi. Futuristic. Futuristic is me, dreamer who sees visions. Ideation is fascinated by ideas. This is one of Dada's top ones. Ideation is really close to my top. So it's not in the top five, but it's like in the next few. I really like new ideas. Input is me. I collect things. I'm inquisitive. I like to travel and things. Intellection is where you just like mental activity. That's a little bit different than the learner, which is Leonard, where you just love to learn. You thrive with short project assignments because you're expected to learn a lot about a new subject matter in a short period of time. That's definitely me. So, for example, I'm input. Input is a collector. Sometimes you collect things. So the input person on your team might be the team historian, and they won't let you get rid of anything, even if it's 50 years old, on your team. And you're like, we don't need that anymore. But for them, all that input is a big deal. For me, I do input with a lot of my traveling and reading. I get a lot of information all the time, and I like to use it. I think, Leonard, that you have got Learner in yours. Yep, Learner is one of mine. So before I took the test, Mama and I looked at the book, at what the options were and what we thought I was, and we both actually thought that input was going to be one of my strengths. But... When I took the test, it came out that learner was, and the real difference between input and learner is that input people like to collect 
everything. Yep. Whereas learners mm. really only like to collect data, yes. information, right? So I like to collect information so that I can learn from it, so I can be more knowledgeable. Whereas input people have a tendency to collect everything, even if it's like a physical item, whether it has sentimental value or whether it has just physical value. Input people are like collectors. They might collect baseball cards or they might collect bottle caps or might collect everything under the sun practically. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't collect things. I collect ideas. But you like to learn things. So you are drawn to the process of learning as a learner and you really want to know the facts and the skills. And I think especially because you're a learner and you're competitive, you're going to learn exactly what you need to be competitive. So you're much more focused on what you're learning. I'm not. I'm all about like, that sounds interesting. I will input just about any data that's out there. And so that's a real difference. Strategic is me. It allows you to see patterns where others see complexity. So there's lots and lots of strengths in the Strengths Finder, and it's not a perfect tool for sure. But what it really helped me to do was I was really feeling like I didn't have a lot to contribute and I wasn't that awesome of a person. Kind of like you were saying at the beginning, I don't think I'm really awesome at anything. And what Strengths Finder helped me to figure out is I actually am good at a lot of things. But sometimes I was around people who didn't think the things I was good at were all that important. I was around mm -hmm. folks who wanted me to be really good at something else that I'm not good at. So I instead chose to really work from my strengths. I happen to be really good at planning the future and I happen to be really good at communicating that vision. So that's what I focus on. And then I make sure that I've got people on my team that are really good at influencing others, that are really good at focus and discipline. So for example, I had to hire an office manager at my new job. She and I are a fantastic team. She has totally different skills. She likes discipline and focus. She likes short-term projects. She likes getting things done. She likes winning others over. She's great at that. And she makes me look really good because together we accomplish a lot of things. <laughs> so it's really awesome. I think both of you have some pretty amazing skills too. Were you able to think of anything that you're really good at that you like doing? Comedy. You like doing comedy? I think you're really good at comedy because you're mm -hmm. funny. Can you think of any good jokes right now? How about science joke? You, can you have a science you joke? That combines two things you're really good at. You're good at science and you're good at comedy. All right, let's hear a science joke. Want to hear a joke about potassium? A joke about potassium? Sure. Okay. <laughs> that is a good joke. How about sodium? Nah. <laughs> the joke keeps going. I think you're good at comedy. Yeah, you're good at science, and comedy. you want to do comedy, and I think significance is part of that reason you like comedy. You like getting in front of people and having people, everybody, recognize that you're awesome. All right, Alyssa, what are some things that you're good at? Drawing. You are good at drawing and art, for mm -hmm. sure. I think that takes some discipline and focus. Mm-hmm. What else? Singing. You are good at singing. You're really good at singing. You're not afraid to be up in front of people when you're singing. Do you like singing in a group, or do you like singing by yourself? I don't care. You like both singings? I think that you're good at being an includer. That's one of your strengths that I really appreciate. When you're in, with your friends, that you try to make sure that all your friends are doing something that everybody wants to do. And so I think leaning on that strength and developing that some more would be really good for you. I think that's awesome. Includer is a strength we need more of in this world, Alyssa. We didn't figure out exactly what yours were, but you got a good idea of maybe... Yeah. Yeah. Some of your strengths. And you get an idea of what the general concept is, mm -hmm. right? That yeah. So tell me, in your words, what's the general concept behind StrengthsFinder? To see what you're good at, you should try to focus on your strengths. Exactly. Instead of... Focusing on 
your non-strengths. Yeah, your weaknesses. Right, exactly. Yeah. I think you both have a lot of really good strengths, and I think focusing on them is a great idea. Okay. And you think our listeners should do that too? Yes. Hey, if you know what your strengths are, you could always comment on the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And if you become a patron and you want to know a little bit more about personal strengths, I think we'd be happy to chat with you about it. Absolutely. I think I know a strength for all of our listeners. What is it? Listening to our podcast. That is a really good, <laughs> important strength for our listeners. Thanks, mm-hmm. listeners. Maybe a learner is not actually one of your strengths, but hopefully you are learning something, right? For sure. Yes. Because the The more more you know, the the more more you grow. Malachi, Alyssa, Kelly, and Leonard, out. Thanks for listening. We've already had people ask what they can do to help us. Right now, the number one thing we need is listeners. So that means having you continue to listen, which I hope you just want to do because you liked it. And telling others about the podcast. That is what we want most of all. But if you're looking to help us out financially, that would be really, really awesome. You can do that by becoming our patron at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash all one word, understand life. Thank you so much for your support. <laughs> also... If you're telling people about the podcast and they don't know how to listen to podcasts, you can have them go to our new website, understandlifepodcast.com. That will redirect them to our old website, which is leonardneeman.com slash podcast. Anyone can listen to the episodes there and we'll let you know other ways to listen to. <laughs> what am I good at? That's a great question. <laughs> That's a good question. (laughs) You really want me to have it in there like that? Like, what am I good at? (laughs) Okay. Take two. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, I don't think I'm good at anything, so. You don't think you're good at anything? Oh. I think you're good at lots of things. Like what? What am I good at? (laughs) (laughs) That's really great. Take four. Okay. (laughs) We're going to be like 212. Fantastic. What's a personality? It's a malady for a person. A malady? Okay. Strengths. Mentally, what happens when you play, when you do anything multiple times? You get better at it? You get better at it. Why? What are you... Your... Your your brain is... Starts with an L is the word I'm looking for. Lopsided? (laughs) <laughs> I hope my brain's not lopsided. <laughs> that that gets into the whole top brain, bottom brain. So what do you brain, do at right school brain. all day? I'm an ENFJ. No, you're not. That's Alyssa. You are not Alyssa. So you remember that your dad and I were brother and sister when we were little. We're about your age, right? Yeah. So here's a fun story I have for when we were kids. One day, I was trying to be a nice older sister, and I told Leonard, I said, I thought you did really good at that. And he said, oh, no, I don't think I can do anything good. And I felt so sad for him because he looked sad, and I thought that he didn't care, and he was a sad person. So I spent all day sad for him, thinking up ways to make him happy and praying for him and helping and being all worried. And at the end of the day, I said, 
Leonard, I'm sorry that you don't think you can do anything good. I think you can do lots of things good. And he said, Well, I can't do anything good, but I can do lots of things well. And I was so upset at him because he had made me sad all day because of that. I thought that he had low self-esteem. Instead, he was trying to fix my grammar. That was kind of mean. <laughs> but the truth is, he does have lots of strengths. Are we done? Thanks, and I hope you tune in next time to Understand Life.